Hey guys, it's Dr. Joseph Tropper, and I'm back with another episode of Mind Your Mind. I always appreciate your feedback. You can email me at josephtropper at gmail.com, J-O-S-E-P-H-T-R-O-P-P-E-R at gmail.com, and let me know ideas of or questions that you have, and I'll be happy to try to address them. So today's topic is going to be how to get organized for better mental health. And um, I'm going to give you five tips that I personally use. Not all of them are going to be perfect and not all of them are going to work for you. But that's cool because at least you'll get some ideas about ways that you could better your life. And tip number one is I actually want to make a correlation between your mental health and your organization. Now, I don't mean to say that disorganized people are dysfunctional and organized people are functional because you and I both know people that literally are you know, very functional people and maybe are not the most organized. And you and I both know people who are very organized and have a lot they need to work on. But what I mean to say is that there's a very famous story of a a parent, a very wise man who I read a lot about. And whenever he would visit his son's college room um, and he would check out and see, was his bed made? Were his shoes organized? How was his closet? And that let him know how he was doing in that semester. And I think that's a very, very brilliant observation because to a certain degree, when we have things organized, that is a sign that we're doing well. Because when things are not organized and we're coming off of a uh, you know Easter break and Passover break, so there's a lot of disorganization, especially after a vacation when everybody gets back and they have to get back into the swing of school and work and et cetera, et cetera. So it's very easy to be disorganized. And so what I want to show you is that oftentimes when we turn our life into basic structured ideas, And we're going to talk a lot about this uh, throughout all my five tips, um, because I don't mean to say that you need to live your life and be totally fixated on living by your schedule and never veering from it. There are people that live like that. I'd imagine that Elon Musk is one of them um, that probably doesn't have so much flexibility with his schedule. And I think that's cool. And I respect that. But that ain't my style. I have lots and lots of downtime and family time and free time and relaxation time. But there are times that are regimented and and focused and are important. And so what I want to convey to you is that when you start organizing small things in your life one thing at a time your mental health will be improved and sometimes a sign of mental health issues are where we're just buried under the overwhelm and so what i want you to start doing is taking your organization and if that means that you're an organization freak that's fine although i'm not encouraging extreme behaviors or if that means that you're not the most organized person but you understand that there's one or two areas of your life that really would do better when organized, then that's what I'm talking to. And I'm saying that that little tiny uh, step forward will help you. And I want you to really look at your day and figure out one or two small things that you could do to organize yourself better for the sake of your mental health. Tip number two is something that I have found to be really, really important. Um, And that is the idea of priorities. I learned this from Stephen Covey and many of his works, which I really... Uh, found very influential in, at a very young age. Um, and that is that, let's say you draw a, a, a um, four-quadrant page. And I know some of you, your eyes are already glossing over, but just, just bear with me. So in column number one, you write pressing. In column number two, you write important. Now, I could have something that's very pressing, like filing taxes today if they're due. And I could have something that's very important. In, in, in my actual opinion, I would say both of them are pressing and important if I haven't filed until now. But I could have something that's pressing, um, like just showing up to a meeting that I committed to that isn't necessarily the most important, but it's still something that I committed to, so I need to do it. Um, again, I would say payroll, if you're running it, um, it's pressing and important. But there are lots of things that could be important, but not necessarily pressing. For example, that next um, article that you want to write, and it's due later, but it's important. 
And so when you look at that quadrant, so what you end up having, and, and Covey has a whole development of this, and I'm not going to elaborate on all of it because you could go read his book. Um, but the basic idea is that it's very good to differentiate between the two where something is pressing, something is important, or something is both. And so um, what's important to do is to really, really define what you want to be doing. And we'll talk more about this in, in tip number four, which is about making a list that some of you, again, might not really like, but that's okay because there are other alternatives. So, But just try to prioritize your day and look at – I always make a list of and, – and this is not even a li mental list – of the top one thing that's pressing and important that I need to do today. And that says to me I need to do this. And, for example, I actually have three things every day that are pressing and important. And, and, and this is going to overlap. Number one is a half hour of exercise no matter what. Even if I just stand outside and say, I'm not in the mood to walk, that's my exercise for the day. Okay? I have another thing of a half hour of family time no matter what, whether that means in person, whether that means uh, via, um, you know, any, any type of um, video app or phone if I'm away, etc. Okay? Um, and item number three is something productive for usually for business. Um, related of something that's important, that's also a half hour day. That's an hour and a half of my day that's squared away. I have other secondary things that I end up doing every day as well, like prayer and meditation time, um, you know, healthy eating time, conscientious eating, etc., etc. Um, but those are the basic things. So look at that priority. Pick pick out a couple of things, one, two, or three things that are priorities and pressing. And for me, like I said, it's that family time. It's that one work project thing that's really really important, etc. <laughs> okay. Item number three is daily exercise. So even if I haven't convinced you to put that on your list, I, I see it as such an important thing. People need to get outside or just do something that extends their body and and pushes them a little bit. So what I would say is uh, Ramit Sethi, who I have a lot of respect for in the uh, ciphers, his, his slightly foul mouth. And Ramit, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are. Um, I, I would recommend your book to so many more people if you just stop cursing. Um, so I hope the next book will just be a little bit more clean. It's the only reason that I just don't like it. Anyway, um, and that's not a judgment for my clients that sometimes, you know, express themselves in frustration. It's just it's just a point of if I'm if I'm giving something to a child to read, then you know Noah Webster has a famous there's a famous story about him whether it's true or not I don't know. When he wrote the dictionary, a woman wrote to him complaining or verbally told him, "I'm upset at you. Why did you put curse words in the dictionary?" And his response was, ma'am, you didn't have to read them. So that's that's true for a dictionary, um, and I hear that. But that's not true for a book that I'm recommending to someone. <laughs> Excuse me. Or a podcast that I'm asking, you know, that I'm recommending, etc. Anyway, so if I'm quoting him, I might as well quote him all the way. So one of the things that he talks about is the idea that a lot of people have an, have this idea of, oh, I need to exercise three times a week for for an hour and it has to be productive and he said someone emailed him once that you know it just doesn't work i always want to do it so he wrote back well why don't you just exercise once a week like today now and she wrote back well that wouldn't do anything so he said oh you'd rather live in a dreamland where you have the optimal versus you know what you can actually push yourself to do and i think that's a very very good mentality i think he has many many very very important thoughts that have to do with you know personal finance but also that tie into mental health so that daily exercise i'm going to say just say to yourself, if you're listening to this now, go take a walk for five minutes. If you do a half hour, it's even better. But somewhere between three to five minutes of something, I don't care if it's cardio, I don't care if it's weightlifting, I don't care if it's stretches, I don't care if it's a walk or a jog or something with a friend or something by yourself. But exercise every day is really, really healthy. Um, Stephen Alardi in his book on depression cure uh, talks about how it's one of the six ingredients for curing depression, uh, just being active. And, and I really, really believe in that. Number four, make a list. Every morning I have a list. 
Um, I have different categories on my list. I'm not going to share exactly what all of them are, but some of them is like today, this week, phone calls that need to be made, people that need to be called, business things that I'm working on. And every morning I try my best. And if not, I do it every one to three days, but I really try every morning. I literally rip out. I, I go through Amazon basics pads like water. I get them when they're on sale and I just rip it out and I rewrite it. And the reason I rewrite it is because sometimes I scribble things down. I don't even know what I wrote. For example, on the bottom of today's, I have these five ideas. And as I am looking at it, I don't even know what I wanted to talk about. So I'm making it up as we go along. Okay. So, but write that list and do it every day. Now you might say to me, well, don't you love technology? Yes, I do. And can't you just put it in a digital note? Yes, I can. But I actually find that that two minutes that I spend every morning rewriting it and crossing out things I already did helps me feel like my life is moving forward. But it really helps. Uh, not in a fake way. In a, in, a, in a real way that's very, very effective. Okay, number five. And this might be surprising to you because you might not be expecting this as a tip. But that is accept your bad days. Okay, you're going to have bad days or weeks, maybe even a month where you're not following your schedule and where you're not feeling organized. And that's okay. People that are hard on themselves don't recover well. People that are easy on themselves and give themselves that permission to be human, to be imperfect, they actually do a lot better. So bottom line, be nice, be kind, be compassionate. Life is challenging for all of us. There's lots and lots of daily grinds and weekly grinds and monthly and yearly and other things. So just stay focused on what you're trying to do. I'm going to try to review those five ideas to stay organized for a better mental health. Number one is, what did I write? Oh, understand that that your mental health is dependent on being a little bit more organized. Number two is prioritize what is pressing and what is important. The two are not always the same. Number three is have daily exercise so you're getting out and stretching a little bit. Number four, make a list. I write it every day. You could do it every week. I don't care, but I think it's important to have it in front of you. And number five, be kind and compassionate when you have bad days. I thank you so much for joining, and I hope this enhances your day.